So a lot of us have food intolerances, but we don't even realize them. We might have been eating these certain foods for our entire lives, and only just one day do we realize that they're actually causing us a problem. Or you might be consuming something right now that's causing you a problem, but you're not actually even aware of it yet. And it kind of comes back to what I've said about sleep before, right? If you don't know what good sleep feels like, you might not know what feeling your best is like on eating a certain diet or being without foods that cause you a certain amount of bloating and everything along those lines. Like people begin to believe this is normal. And you might be one of these people listening right now who thinks, oh, that, you know, that bloating I feel after my meal is normal. My, you know, my digestive discomfort after eating X, Y, and Z is completely normal. You know, it's kind of that faint lower back pain. You know, that's kind of normal. And I've said this in digestion podcast before. It's common, but it's not normal. So I want to go through a couple of personal stories first to give you some context and how I didn't even know about a couple of food intolerances I have. And I probably have even more. And it's also worth noting that the severity of your food intolerances will be highly variable. Some foods will just cause you a little bit of a problem and others will cause you absolute agony, to be completely honest. I've had this with a lot of people I've worked with and I've had a lot of discomfort myself as well. So the first interesting one is is that back in the days, I think I've told you guys before, I used to utilize cheat meals. And as I've told you before, I didn't know any better, so please don't judge me for them. And on some of these nights, I would eat a ton of ice cream and just like normal dairy ice cream that you would get from the freezer of any supermarket, uh, just your normal typical dairy ice cream. And what I didn't realize until after some time, I don't know what made me kind of uh, put the dots together, is I would wake up and I would have a runny nose. I would wake up and I would have red around my eyes and I would just have these kind of allergy symptoms and it was only until I realized that these were only coming on the Sunday morning the night after my cheat meal ironically but I was like this isn't normal and eventually I connected the dots I realized that when I was eating my regular diet I wasn't having these responses my body wasn't having this redness around my eyes it wasn't having these kind of blocked and stuffy nose feelings and I realized that most of the time I would eat the ice cream you know in combination with pizza where you know there's a lot of cheese on that pizza as well. And again, no kind of awareness of the problems that dairy could cause. This was quite a while back as well. And it was only once I realized this and I started switching from predominantly eating dairy to trying some like dairy alternatives, I eventually linked the dots and realized how much of a problem it was causing me. And then I completely avoided it as much as possible. I've realized that, you know, a dash of normal milk in my coffee is absolutely fine. A little bit of uh, cream cheese, for example, is absolutely fine. Whereas pizza, cheese, and ice cream, those things are a no-go for my stomach or for those allergy symptoms that I get on my face. And the second story I have, this is a really interesting one, is that in 2019, I was prepping for my photo shoot and my diet was dialed in. I was basically eating the same thing every day. And on one evening, I got my partner at time to cook and she was just cooking. And then I realized that afterwards I was incredibly bloated. And it was so confusing because it was literally the same meal I'd had every single day. And this is the beauty about basic meal plans actually, is that they allow you to see these triggers. I'll go into this in just a second. But what I realized is I was incredibly bloated and I couldn't work out why because it was exactly the same. And the one thing that she added to the spinach was garlic. And I never realized I ever had a garlic intolerance until that day. It was the only thing that had changed. And then I put in garlic again the next day, just to test it. And what did I realize? Bloating again. Took out that garlic, 
absolutely fine. And once again, something I'd been eating for my entire life. I'd been eating ice cream and pizza up until that point for my entire life. I'd be eating garlic up until that point into my entire life. And then only when I realized that they were causing me issues, and of course, I removed them and eliminate them as much as possible. And coming back onto that, that is what I love about a basic meal plan. The problem is, is that a lot of us, we don't necessarily vary our foods too much. But if you are regularly having maybe those pre-made foods from supermarkets, if you're going out a lot, there's going to be a lot of different ingredients in your meals and it's going to be hard to have that continuity. For me, it was very easy to spot both of these intolerances because of the rest of my diet was so streamlined and it was all dialed in. So the first place that I would start with this, aside from going on a very, very basic plan, is start by researching certain triggers. If you go down the route of FODMAP, if you go down the route of like dairy, gluten and everything along those lines, and gluten and dairy get a lot of a bad rap but they aren't always the bad guys. If you can tolerate gluten well, and if you can tolerate dairy well, and you don't have any other problems, and from an ethical standpoint, dairy is okay with you, then there really isn't that much of an issue consuming dairy. There probably isn't. But do your research on these triggers and maybe look into your diet and see how many you've got. And then the next step I would say here is start by keeping a food diary. So once you've researched those triggers, keep the food diary. And when you have a meal, ask yourself, how do I feel after that meal? Do I feel bloated? Do I feel lethargic? Do I feel light on my feet? This is an interesting one as well. A lot of people will tell me they will look at bread and they'll absolutely blow up. I eat bread basically on a day-to-day basis and I feel fantastic. Afterwards, my digestion is absolutely fine. However, I do eat oats maybe more than I should because I know that I don't actually feel that great after I eat them, but not to the severity that I have when I eat dairy and garlic. But, you know, oats work for a lot of people and bread doesn't work for a lot of people, but it's vice versa for me. So you've got to keep that food diary and really monitor how your body feels and how you feel physically and mentally after you have that food. The next aspect, once you identify a few of these foods, I would encourage you to remove one at a time. If you remove all of the potential triggers all in one, you won't really know what's causing the problem. I'm a big fan of just removing incrementally. Try to remove a potential trigger for like two or three days, see how your body responds, put it back in, and then see how your body responds once again. It's a really good way of understanding how your body responds to it because if you take them all out at once, you really won't be able to spot the trend. Same with supplementation as well. I mean, this is a little bit different because we know that they're all going to contribute, but let's say you're feeling low on energy. So you decide to put vitamin D in just to see if that helps. But on top of vitamin D, you put vitamin C, you put vitamin B12, you put some zinc, you put some magnesium in there. We can't really know if vitamin D was ever the problem or if everything else is contributing towards it. So that's a side note there. But realistically, you want to be pulling these out one at a time just to see what makes the biggest difference. And the final thing, and this is a bit more of a kind of a truth that's not really spoke about quite as much, is just because it's healthy doesn't mean it's not causing you a problem. There's nothing wrong with garlic, but there is to me because I don't digest it well. There is nothing wrong with oats, but it is to me because I don't digest them super well. So we've got to recognize that even if you've been eating this your entire life, even if you tell me that I've been eating this since I was a child, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are digesting it well and that you should keep it into your repertoire. So don't be tied to any foods. You'll sometimes be really surprised at how your body responds to these foods. And the closing message, and it's a quote I heard a while back, is eat foods that your body likes, not necessarily that you like. And if you are going to only eat foods that you like, even if 
you're aware of the intolerance uses you have, you've just got to be willing to take the consequences. And it's not always pleasant, but you are an adult probably if you're listening to this and you're able to make the decisions around your own food choices. And if you know something doesn't serve you and you're still eating it anyway, then that is on you. Eat foods that your body likes, not necessarily just what you like. So I hope that helps team. Take care and I'll speak with you tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.